With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is up, everybody? And welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, let me know in the chat, what do you think will end up happening with Dalton Schultz? Will he be on the Cowboys roster or elsewhere when the season starts in 2023? Let me know what you have to say about that in the chat. Let me say hi to some of you guys uh, over on Facebook, on YouTube. We've got Gregory, Toxic Tom. We've got Army Mom, Heather as well. Charlene Evans, thank you for joining the show. Mari Lou over at Facebook. We've got Adam. Ricky over on Facebook says, let him walk. Russell says, I love Chilts, but it's got to be Pollard. Army Mom, Heather with a bomb in the YouTube chat. If I tag anyone, it is Donovan Wilson. I, I, there's a Donovan Wilson related conversation that I am dying to have with you on the show. Maybe tomorrow night is a good day for that. Uh, I'll think about it, see if it fits and, and get back to you there. But because Donovan Wilson is an interesting free agent for the Cowboys. Dak Pollard's Brian Thompson. Gregory says, uh, Schultz will be a charger, be a free agency. And that is a, Good connection to find with Kellen Moore going to L.A. I wouldn't rule that out at all. Uh, but, hey, we'll dive into it tonight in depth. However, I always believe in looking at things, seeing the pros and cons, not to go all Ted Mosby on you, but uh, I do love pros and cons lists. So I thought that it would only be fair to talk about the case for both players before reaching a final decision on what should happen with the franchise stack, as well as what the Dallas Cowboys are the most likely to do here on the Facebook show and the primetime show on YouTube. Uh, make sure that you hit the like button, by the way. So let's get into it. Let's get into it, and let's start with the tight end. The case to franchise tag, Dalton Schultz. Now, a quick 101. Franchise tag, one-year deal. The money is completely 100% guaranteed. Players do not like it because it does not give them any long-term security. Teams love it because they gave the players no choice, essentially. They give the players no choice. So franchise tag, for the most part, determined by the top salaries in the league. Not in this case, 
because Dalton Schultz was already tagged in 2022. And when you are tagged back to back, the price of the second franchise tag is 20% higher than the one that you received a year before that. In other words, tags for tight ends around the NFL are cheaper than what it will be for Dalton Schultz, hypothetically, because he was already tagged last year. And to protect the player, the league mandates a 120% price tag for next year. So in this case, that number would be $13.12 million. We talked about this possibility last year. We talked about how uh, the numbers could make sense for the Cowboys to franchise tag Dalton Schultz in back-to-back -back years because for some reason, the tight end franchise tags are not that expensive. So to give you an idea, $13.12 million would be the seventh most among tight ends. It's not that, I mean, like the, the rate that Dalton Schultz would demand in the open market would be probably above $14 million per year. So that is a, an interesting scenario. And that is why I think it's doable to franchise stack Dalton Schultz. And it's not that crazy for the market. So that is a pro for him. And also, Dalton Schultz wasn't really bad last year. He was not nearly as productive as he was in 2021. That was a crazy season. Over 70 catches, he had 808 yards, eight touchdowns just in the regular season. And 2022 was a down year in comparison. However, it was not bad. Uh, he still had over 500 receiving yards, considered that he was hurt, that he played without Dak Prescott for five games during the regular season. And between week seven and week 12, which is a considerable amount of time, he was the third best graded tight end via pro football focus. Now, as I always say, PFF grades are subjective, but they do like at least paint a picture as to who the player really is. I will say this about Dalton Schultz. I understand that he is not in the same tier as the Travis Kelsey's of the NFL or George Kittle, Darren Waller. I think uh, Mark Andrews, for, for the Ravens, those guys are in a different level because defensive coordinators have headaches when planning games against them. These are guys that they want to bracket or that they want to make a focus point in the defensive game plan. I just do not think that is the case for Dalton Schultz. I think that number 86 is really a player that just is a reliable pass catcher he can find soft uh, soft spots versus zone. He can generate some separation in man-to-man -man coverage. He can win one-on-ones. But not in a way in which he's a threat after the catch. Not in a way that we'll have opposing defenses rolling coverages towards him, rolling the safeties towards him. Not at all. He's not that type of a headache. But And that is the major argument against Dalton Schultz. But I will say this, that thing that Dalton Schultz is, the reliable pass catcher who might not be super impressive but gets the job done and has a clear red zone connection with your quarterback, is not found pretty easily in the market either. So moving on from Dalton Schultz is a risk. It's not going to be easy to find somebody like him.
And we talked about this last year with Kellen Moore's offense, and I think it still holds true for Mike McCarthy's offense. The Cowboys do not really need a Travis Kelsey based on what they do offensively. Uh, I mean, everyone could do with a Travis Kelsey. That's obvious. But what I'm saying is it is important for the Cowboys offense to have a reliable tight end. And I love Jake Ferguson as much as Cowboys Nation does. But I do think that it might be too early to tell what Jake Ferguson is as a starter. So if you move on from Dalton Schultz, you better be ready to bring somebody else in, whoever that is. But I think the biggest case for Dalton Schultz here has to be he is still productive, even if he is not this major threat that dictates coverage. He was still in the top 10 of, of receptions during the regular season, including the playoffs as well. Uh, he was 14th in average depth of target. So even though he is not this downfield threat, it's also not like he just catches check down passes. Uh, I don't think that is the case. He's a red zone threat. And he's a player that is not easy to replace. So the price tag for those top tier tight ends might be too high. But also, I think that that has led to a misconception about how good Dalton Schultz really is. Because he's still that good. He's still a player that might be worth, worth paying. Gets the job done, says Inez Gomez. And you're right. And that that's harder to find than many would realize. Gregory, though, says uh, Schultz is not a priority. Charlene Evans has cut him loose. Ferguson is cheaper with more upside. And while that probably is true, I, I really like what Jake Ferguson was able to do as a rookie for the Cowboys. There is some risk to just going off very few targets, which is what Jake Ferguson had in as a rookie. He had very impressive moments. It was very limited. Will that translate if he becomes a starter? But also, the Cowboys probably need more than one tight end. So even if we feel comfortable with the Cowboys rolling the dice with Jake Ferguson, there is a need to add somebody else, in my opinion. Because if if even if we like Peyton Hendershot as well, going into the 2023 season with Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot as a team's top two tight ends, then that might fall into the category of downgrading significantly at the position because Dalton Schultz is that good. He, he should be considered, honestly, one of the best tight ends that you can realistically get. Toxic Tom says, uh, why is this team in love? with not paying people and settling for mid-level talent. I think if I read this correctly, Toxic Tom, that you are maybe uh, kind of uh, defending Dalton Schultz with that comment, if I'm not mis mistaken. Brian says, Schultz is a keeper. Can't we sign him for two or three years? The thing is, if you sign him for two or three years, then you're likely talking about making him one of the highest paid tight ends in the NFL because that's what Dalton Schultz believes that he can get in the open market. And honestly, he might. Uh, there are not a lot of free agent tight ends out there, and some of these teams really need one. Uh, Hayden Hurst, for example, for the Bengals uh, might be an interesting option. I would actually look at Hayden Hurst as a potential signing for the Dallas Cowboys because 
He might not be a great blocker, but he did get the job done over the middle of the field for the Bengals. He was a key aspect of the Bengals' passing attack in the playoffs. And he might come in at a cheaper deal. Uh, under $10 million probably would be his market rate. He has a relationship with Dak Prescott. They both, I mean, Dak would like Hayden Hurst in this team, I think. Not a relationship as in they have played together or anything like that, but they do both uh, support very similar causes for mental health. And there was this famous moment with Hayden Hurst coming up to Dak Prescott and talking about, you know, uh, their foundation. So that that could be that could be something uh, to watch out for. I would like for the Cowboys to consider Hayden Hurst if the price is right. Not to sound like Cowboy, not to sound like Stephen Jones, but yeah, if the price is right, why not? Uh, I would like Hayden Hurst. I think that that is he's a legit free agent target for the Cowboys. So that would be my case for Dalton Schultz. He's good. He's not elite, but you probably need good at tight end. And as much as I like Jake Ferguson, there would be some level of worry, of concern, if you move on from Dalton Schultz. <laughs> Toxic Tom says, no, I'm not. Schultz is like Leighton Van Der Edge. He is good, but would be looking to upgrade, not settling for meh players. I would not describe Dalton Schultz as meh. I, I would... I think that Dalton Schultz is a better tight end than Leighton Vanderich is a linebacker. And I like Leighton Vanderich. But I do think that we have lost a, a little bit of, of perspective into how good Dalton Schultz is. I think that he is better than me. I do think that. Gregory says, uh, Ferguson is faster, younger, and cheaper. Enough said. Jake Ferguson really is a big, big aspect of this conversation i love the yards after the catch that ferguson was able to get speaking of schultz did not get many of those he, he was 36th in the nfl in yards after the catch per reception so that is that part is definitely a concern but moving on to tony pollard moving on to tony pollard because he's the other candidate that the cowboys we'll likely consider for the franchise tag. So as I said at the beginning of the show, we're going to take a look at the pros of tagging each of these players. So we're making the case for Schultz. Now we will move on to the case for Pollard. My question for me to you is, do you think Pollard will stay with the Cowboys in 2023? Shout out to Mr. TSA, who says, your accent sucks. Thank you for tuning in, man, for engaging with the show. I really appreciate you, TSA. All love. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Gotta love it. I had not gotten one of those in a while, but hey, do your thing. Bruce says, Schultz is like Reggie. We need Kush in the room. <laughs> Mo just signed Pollard. Don't tag him. Toxic Tom says, yes, because it is a wrong decision. Oh, so that is why Pollard is going to stay since Toxic Tom. That is Toxic Tom's take. Uh, tagging a running back that, ha that has been hurt for two years. Back-to-back. Passle, says Army Mom Heather. Pollard is a more dynamic player. Mark Aaron says that he will get the franchise tag. 
I like your accent, but says Mark. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. Let's get into Tony Pollard. Here is the pros. Here is the case for Tony Pollard. Honestly, between you and me, the tag price is not that expensive. $10.9 million would be ninth among running backs. 10.09 million, excuse me. 10.09 tag price. He has the ninth highest rate of explosive plays in the entire NFL, defined by 10 plus rushing yards in the single in the same play. He is fifth. No, uh, no, he's third in breakaway plays by PFF, which would be over 15 yards. 11th in the NFL in yards per route run. So Pollard is also a factor in the receiving game for the Cowboys. And he's third after contact on average, yards after contact on average per attempt. Man, you cannot get over the fact that Tony Pollard is a darn good running back. He really is, period. So before we get into like the numbers and we get into, you know, paying a running back or not, Tony Pollard is good. And he is the best running back that you had in 2022. And even before that, I like, you know, well, I mean, I, uh, nothing against Ezekiel Elliott. I do think that the Cowboys should move on from his deal. But I'm going to say you, I'm going to tell you something. I'm not against the Cowboys tagging Tony Pollard. I know a lot of people are suggesting the idea of not tagging anybody. And I understand that. I understand where that is coming from. But sometimes we do overthink football a little bit. And I think that Pollard makes your team drastically better in 2023. I think the case for Pollard, for tagging Pollard, is very, very strong. There's one thing, though. And that is the ankle injury, uh, the, the fibula fracture, because that is the thing. It, it is a serious fracture. It is not a high ankle sprain, something like that. The guy fractured his fibula. And that is concerning because if there is one thing that makes Pollard who he is, is his explosiveness. And if we were talking about maybe like a quarterback or we were talking about uh, a, a safety, or I mean, even a safety could be a little bit, uh, concerning, but running back might be the position that worries you the most with an injury like that. So that is a strong argument against Pollard. But then again, if the team expects full recovery from him and he is expected to be ready by training camp, then I'm all in tagging uh, Tony Pollard. Bruce says, what a-hole comes in here to hate on an accent? <laughs> Uh, there were more comments about the accent. Uh, appreciate you, Katharina. Says, I love your accent, Mo. You're amazing. Thank you. I I, I appreciate you. Kind of sucks that you guys have to like step in and, and defend my accent, but I appreciate you. Do not worry about it, though. TSA is a fan of the show. You just know it. You just know it. Uh, but hey, time for the money question. Time for the money question. Who would you tag... Between these two players, it's time for the verdict. Who would you tag between, if it was up to you, if you were the Cowboys general manager, 
Would you tag Dalton Schultz? Would you tag Tony Pollard? Or are you team no tag? Do you just... And if you're team no tag, then what would be your call? Like, would you let them walk? Or would you sign one of these two to a long-term deal? Uh, let me know in the chat while you do that. And before I give you my answer, let me talk to you about the people who make this show possible. And that is FreemanMazda.net, a family-owned business for over 65 years. A dealership that when you choose it, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. Freeman Mazda has a dealership over at Irving, Texas, but you can also check out their wide range of new and used vehicles over on FreemanMazda.net. In the website, you can check out the features of every car. You can check out pictures of the inside, of the outside of it. And as always, as every night here on Primetime, we need to talk about the Freeman Mazda ride of the week. And in this case, it is the 2023 CX-5 2.5S Carbon Edition All-Wheel Drive. And it starts at $32,390. It's got a sunroof. It's got all-wheel drive, Wi-Fi hotspot, which is a game changer, premium audio. So if you want to listen to the ADC Sports Primetime Podcast, you can do so with premium audio. Heated leather memory foam sitting and a miles per gallon capacity of 24 when you are in the city. That goes up to 30 when you are in the highway. So make sure you check out the ride of the week over at FreemanMazda.net. Check it out over on their website. So the birthing, who would you tag? Let's see your answers and I will let you know mine. No tag, says Craig. Toxic Tom says none of them. Army Mom Heather says neither guy. Toxic Tom says you speak better English than some Americans. <laughs> oh, that means a lot. I appreciate it. Let them walk says Ricky. Ryan Thompson says tag Pollard. Let's see. Bruce also with a no tag. Sign Pollard and let Schultz walk. I am signing Schultz to a long-term deal says Craig. As you can see, this is this is controversial. I've seen it all here in the YouTube and the Facebook chat. I've seen Tack Pollard, Tack Schultz, and sign some one of the two to a long-term deal while letting the other walk. So I think that's interesting, first and foremost. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I am not tagging Dalton Schultz. I'm not. I like him. I think that he's a good tight end. I think the value might be too high for what he brings to the table. And you already have Jake Ferguson, so that makes things easier on the tight end side of things. I am not tagging Dalton Schultz. I am a little bit divided, of, uh, I mean conflicted inside about whether or not I am in favor of the franchise tag for Tony Pollard. Just to recap, the guy is good. The guy is freaking good. And price tag is not that high. Once more, he is one of the most explosive explosive backs in the NFL, numerically speaking. And then he's also very efficient as a receiver. And I think he might be featured way more as a pass catcher out of the backfield in Mike McCarthy's offense. Dak Prescott said that there could be 20 to 30% change on offense. I think uh, 
one of the ways that we might feel it the most is how running backs are used in the passing game. And I'm not talking about Tony Pollard becoming the slot wide receiver. I think that after the hype got crazy last offseason, we can officially forget about that. That will never happen. But I will say that just as a running back, just running routes out of the backfield, uh, running the Texas route, running all of that, uh, I could see Pollard having a big role in that aspect. I'm not against the franchise tag. I think I, I vote officially. This is my take, my verdict. I'm tagging Tony Pollard, and I think that is also the most likely outcome for Dallas. I'm, I am more okay with tagging Pollard than I am with extending Pollard to a long-term deal. Because my issue with running back contracts is not paying somebody a fully guaranteed, fully guaranteed one-year deal. I'm against committing in the long run with a running back because the statistics say that their careers decline rapidly and then an elite running back has a lesser or smaller is the word smaller difference between him and an average running back than a linebacker has with a linebacker or a cornerback has with a cornerback if that makes sense the gap between an average player and an elite player at the running back position is smaller than most other positions but if it's a one-year deal and it's guaranteed money and sure i, I think that you know that's kind of a a headache when it comes to the salary cap for 2023, but you're not committing yourself over the long run to, to the guy. So I'm not, ex I'm not against the franchise tag. I think this team does need Pollard in the roster for 2023. So give me the franchise tag. Do not give me the long-term extension with Tony Pollard, at least not this season. Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. Uh, when was last time that a team won the Super Bowl with their star high-paid running back, Seattle, in 2014? Now, I'm not sure that that would be star treatment, though, for, for Tony Pollard. It's a $10 million deal. I think that's actually not outrageous at all. If we were talking about making Tony Pollard, giving him a deal... At, you know, as one of the highest paid running backs for like four years or something like that. I would agree, though. I see like I see what you mean, because I'm also very against paying running backs. But I'm not sure that the situation is that if we're talking about a franchise tag. Brian Thompson says, I am a firm believer that we can get Schultz productions elsewhere. That would be a similar argument to not tagging uh, Tony Pollard potentially. Rolando, though, with a very good point. How many times have the Cowboys signed hurt players and it doesn't work? What is the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result? I could see the Cowboys tagging Tony Pollard and I could get behind that. I cannot get behind a long-term deal. That's me. More than anything because of my belief of the salary caps as well. Like, I believe that the salary cap is highly, manipul uh, hi highly manipulable, and <laughs> I probably butchered that uh, pronunciation. TSA will love it. Uh, but um, the Cowboys are in a position in which 
they can open up like $40 million in cap space in a day. And as long as you're not hurting yourself in a long-term issue, I'm good with it. Uh, I think that the salary cap can work out for the Cowboys in 2023 fairly easily. That's where I'm coming from as well. But anyways, before we get out of here, though, it is time for the one cool thing of the week. And for those of you who are new to the show, this is where we share one cool thing of the week. It can be something personal, something professional, sports-related, non-sports-related. Let's call it our feel-good space of the week here on Prime Time. Just some light-hearted fun. Uh, let me know what your one cool thing of the week is in the chat. I'm looking forward to reading yours. It's always a delight to do so. I will be honest with you. When the show started, I did not have my one cool thing. I, I did not write it down. I thought that it would be easy to come up with it. So I'm going to use, I'm going to cheat a little bit here. And I'm going to say that my one cool thing is not sports related, but also it kind of is. Because I'm very immersed in a book that I'm reading. And if you guys like books and you guys like football, which you obviously do because you're watching ADC Sports Dallas primetime, then I couldn't recommend you this book, you know, any anymore. Uh, I mean, much more. <laughs> I got to tell you that you got to read The New Man's Thinking Guide to, pro to Professional Football by Paul Zimmerman. This book was originally written in the 70s, and then he republished it in the 80s with an updated version. So it is, you know, old school football talk in there, but it's so worth the read, especially if you're a younger fan who maybe didn't get to see a lot of the 70s NFL, 80s NFL. You will learn a lot by picking it up. I'm loving that read. It has been amazing. Let's see one of your... One cool thing. Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. What is your one cool thing of the week? Toxic Tom says, found out that my insurance covers Boston Scientific. Shout out to the morning show. Shout out to Mr. Skywalker Steel. Mark Aaron says, one cool thing that Mo accent to pick up the ladies. There you go. <laughs> Shout out to Mark Aaron. If Mrs. Mo is watching, though, I'm not picking up any ladies. Uh, I've picked up my lady. Do not worry, Mrs. Mo. Uh, what's up, Joey Bella? Thank you for joining the show. Man, another one cool thing could be just straight up, and I already used it, but I love, I love The Last of Us show. I'm loving it so much. I'm, I'm a geek that loves that video game and watching the TV show adaptation has been amazing. Toxic Tom says, Ed no longer lives in my house. Maybe I need some context in there. Maybe I need some context in there, but let's go. Bruce says, I saved a bunch of money by not paying certain bills. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, Joey Bella says, <laughs> Joey Bella says, one cool thing. It is my girl's birthday tonight. And then I'm not reading the rest of that comment. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That will be it for me tonight here on ADC Sports Dallas Prime Time. 
Thank you for tuning in. Gilbert says, my grandson, Magic Man, and Bushland Falcon started baseball season. There you go. There you go. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hit the like button. Share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about Primetime. Check out the website over at adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. Rolando says, one cool thing, still a Cowboys fan for over 50 years. Thank you so much, and I will see you tomorrow. Miércoles. Nos vemos. Bye-bye.